In the name of the Lord of life, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. The comedian Jerry Seinfeld once reported, according to most studies, people's number one fear is public speaking. Number two, closely, is followed by death. Death. Uh, does that sound right, you might wonder? But Jerry went on to say, this means that the average person, if they go to a funeral, would rather be in the casket rather than actually giving the eulogy. So on January the 26th, 1941, President Franklin Delano Roosevelt, who never was quite shy and had never a problem with public speaking, even from an early age, stood before his Congress to deliver his State of the Union address. This discourse confronts the truths of the world and the truths of America. Europe had been engaged in the Second World War since September 1939, and in his address, the president outlined an intensely bleak future, stating that America had never been attacked by foreign foes within the boundaries of the United States, but forewarned that the time was coming when it would be. He spoke of the need to be ready. He believed without a doubt that America would be forced into the world war, dominating other nations around the globe to protect the peace of the future and the hope of humanity. His prediction manifested itself, of course, on December the 7th, 1941, a date of infamy, a date which lives on as Pearl Harbor was bombed by the Japanese. Of course, this speech, known as the Four Freedoms, was a powerful statement of liberty, hope, and peace. He stated in the close of the speech that there were four freedoms, the freedom of speech and expression, the freedom of every person to worship his or her own religion in their own way, the freedom from want, and the freedom from fear. Now, Roosevelt makes this proclamation not just for the United States, but rather for all nations and peoples. The first, you may say, are quite obtainable. Freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of economic stability. And do not worry, I'm not going to get into great detail on any of those three. But the freedom for fear is hard to comprehend. How could it be possible to create a world where fear was eradicated. Fear is, of course, a human condition, unlike the other three. It is a trait hardwired into each member of humanity. And fear cannot be removed or replaced. It is something embedded in each one of us. We hear in the gospel account of the resurrection 
the angel telling the women, do not be afraid. Likewise, we heard this same exact statement to the shepherds in the fields on the night of Jesus' birth into this world. Apropos, the women and the shepherds were linked through this announcement and what they would come to learn from it. The angel in both cases seemed to discern that these mortals would be frightened by the heavenly revelation. Yet they must not be afraid because the news to be delivered was of such great value it could change their world, their essential hard wiring from the emotion of fear into the emotion of joy. Now each event welcomes Jesus. The shepherds, the lowliest among the Hebrew peoples, were to give witness to Jesus as the newborn babe. And the women, not male disciples, not Peter, not James or John, were to do the same thing, to bear witness to the new birth of Jesus. From the event of the resurrection, we learn to not be afraid. The hope of new life is given to us. We know this. We own this. We share this. This is why we are here today. Easter morning allows generation after generation to find the empty tomb to give each of us more strength than what we can even imagine. In our own personal encounters, in reminder of the resurrection, we receive strength to know that when our time here is done, we are not to be afraid, but to rejoice in the life we will share with Jesus and with those who have gone before us. Yet there must be much more, you might wonder. There has to be more that we can take from the angel's proclamation, do not be afraid. We will, of course, be afraid at times as we journey through our lives. We will be afraid when the phone rings in the middle of the night, when a job is lost, when a relationship is on the rocks. There's much in this world today that can scare us, that can envelop us. So how do we live into the angelic call of those comforting words, do not be afraid? The contemporary novelist Veronica Roth writes, fear does not shut you down, it wakes you up. In the spring of 1960, a small, rather petite, six-year-old girl changed America. Ruby Bridges was among the first to desegregate an all-white school within the United States when she enrolled in William Franz Elementary School in New Orleans, Louisiana. On that first of many mornings, this little girl 
had to be escorted to the school by U.S. marshals. At the same time, Ruby was walking into the school. The white parents were removing their children in protest. White parents and teachers refused to return to school while a black child was there. Ruby was isolated to one room with one teacher willing to work with her. She was not allowed to be with other children that did return to the school or even to play outside. She was not even allowed to eat anything that she did not herself bring from her home. Every day, the U.S. Marshals would supervise her goings to and her comings from school. Every day, Ruby walked through the crowds of white, angry people. These people would yell evil slurs. They would threaten her family. They would demoralize her. Even one woman shouted that she was going to poison her. Now, can you imagine such hatred? Of course you can. We live in this modern world. You see it in CNN and Fox and all the rest day by day. But can you really imagine that fear in your life? The fear they had of a tiny child. Can you imagine the fear Ruby must have felt? At the same time, a child psychiatrist, Robert Coles, offered to meet with the little girl. He felt she would need help to get through such an ordeal. He thought that this persecution would take its toll on her psychological being. And then one day, Ruby's teacher noticed her stop and speak as she walked into the school. Assuming that Ruby was speaking to the angry mob, she alerted Dr. Coles. And when the doctor asked her what she was saying to the people, Ruby replied she was not speaking to them. She was speaking to God. Now he pressed her further as to what she was actually saying. She responded, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. This small child used the same words that Jesus spoke as he hung on the cross with great love for you, for me, for all of humanity. This little girl understood deeply what Jesus was saying. You see, her parents, illiterate people who yet clung to faith, and memorized their Bible through their church services, they taught Ruby to love. And Ruby found strength in prayer for what must have been a time of great fear. At times when we are most fearful, we usually turn our fear, if we're honest, into anger, into judgment, into self-pity, just as the raging crowd in front of an elementary school in 1960. But what if we acted like Ruby? 
She followed her Lord's lead. She asked for help for others. This gave her the strength to overcome fear. This allowed her to listen to the angelic voice telling her, do not be afraid, Ruby. In this season of resurrection, how can we allow prayer to guide our lives? How can we not be afraid of what might be and live into the peace and hope Jesus has prepared for us? One of my favorite quotes of this past 20th century states, darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. Just like Roosevelt, we must be prepared for whatever hatred and evil we will encounter and experience, but we must also allow ourselves to live into the compassion of Ruby Bridges, Jesus Christ, and all who have gone before us to pray for those who try to create havoc. For it is in the compassion that we receive hope, love, and peace within this broken world. Compassion, the true vine linking us to our Creator, our Redeemer, and our Sustainer of life. Therefore, do not be afraid, for Jesus is with us. Our guide, our companion, our friend, Jesus remains as we journey this life, leading to eternal life. Amen.